And for our second scripture reading today, we're going to be reading Proverbs chapter 8. You can find it in your pew Bibles on page 994. 994. Proverbs chapter 8. Does not wisdom call out? Does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights along the way where the paths meet, she takes her stand. Beside the gate leading into the city, at the entrance, she cries aloud. To you, O men, I call out. I raise my voice to all mankind. You who are simple, gain prudence. You who are foolish, gain understanding. Listen, for I have worthy things to say. I open my lips to speak what is right. My mouth speaks what is true, for my lips detest wickedness. All the words of my mouth are just. None of them is crooked or perverse. To the discerning, all of them are right. They are faultless to those who have knowledge. Choose my instruction instead of silver, knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is more precious than rubies, and nothing you desire can compare with her. I, wisdom, dwell together with prudence. I possess knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. Counsel and sound judgment are mine. I have understanding and power. By me, kings reign and rulers make laws that are just. By me, princes govern and all nobles who rule on the earth. I love those who love me, and those who seek me find me. With me are riches and honor, enduring wealth and prosperity. My fruit is better than fine gold. What I yield surpasses choice silver. I walk in the way of, the, of righteousness, along the paths of justice, bestowing wealth on those who love me, and making their treasure, treasuries full. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works, before his deeds of old. I was appointed from eternity, from the beginning, before the world began. When there were, when there were no oceans, I was given birth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the earth or its fields or any of the dust of the world, I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundaries so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was a craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day. Rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be, and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me harms himself. All who hate me love death. 
sends our reading of God's inerrant word. May all who hear it receive this wisdom from on high. Well, Advent has begun, and we are going to take a break from the Gospel of Matthew and look at one of the church's oldest Advent hymns and the scriptures behind it. What we know as O Come, O Come, Emmanuel was taken from the O Antiphons of centuries past. Their exact origin is unknown, but there are references to them as early as the 6th century A.D. Now you may be asking yourself, what is an antiphon? Good question. An antiphon is is really just a short sentence that was either sung or recited either right before or right after a psalm was read. And these particular antiphons were seven short Latin hymns sung at the end of the vespers or evening services during the Advent season. The first would be sung on December 17th and the last on December 23rd. And each one of them would give the theme for that Advent day. Now, the, the, the goal of these antiphons was to instill anticipation in the coming of our Lord. They were to express one's desire for their Savior. You see, what these antiphons are, are really proclaiming are the different names of Christ that you will find in the Old Testament. These were the, were the titles of the one who would bring salvation to his people, the one that the people longed to see. Listen to these seven names and see if you recognize them. Wisdom from on high, Lord of might, branch of Jesse's tree, key of David, day spring, desire of nations, and finally, Emmanuel. Each one builds off another, following the path of salvation history that is laid forth in Scripture, coming to that crescendo in Emmanuel, God with us. Today we will be looking at these first two, wisdom from on high and Lord of might. First, wisdom. The verse we sung goes as follows. O come thou wisdom from on high, who ordered all things far and nigh. To us the path of knowledge show and cause us in our ways to go. The original antiphon went like this. Went like this. O wisdom coming forth from the mouth of the Most High, reaching from one end to the other, mightily and sweetly ordering all things. Come and teach us the way of prudence. In our second scripture reading, I read to you from Proverbs 8, and it is there that we see wisdom personified and being chosen from eternity before the creation. Listen to verse 23 again. I was appointed from eternity from the beginning, before the world began. She was this architect that, that God used, mapping out the foundations of the universe. You see, it was, it was by the means of, of wisdom that everything was made. Look at verses 27 through 31. 
I, I was there when he set, set the heavens in place, when he, when he marked out the, the horizon on the face of the deep, when he established the, the clouds above and fixed securely the, the, the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth, then I was a craftsman at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. Wisdom was there in the beginning, and she continues to be there. This, this wisdom sees all things and holds all things together. And did you notice what was the delight of this wisdom? The crown jewel of God's creation. Mankind. Wisdom delights in you. John 1 verses 1 through 5 say this. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness has not understood it. Here we see Christ being described as the Word of God. Now what is translated here as word in the Greek is logos. And its meaning conveys more than just a spoken word. It's where we get our, our modern term of logic from. Logos is an ordered way of thinking. It is, it is that wise instruction that does, it doesn't fight against the ordered nature of things, but instead it works with God's structure, cooperating with the way things have been prearranged. So what John is expressing here is that, is that this Jesus is this wisdom from on high who created all things. And this wisdom has taken upon flesh in order to shine the light into the darkness and bring that same wisdom to you. 1 Corinthians 1, verse 30. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Jesus not only is the wisdom that, that ordered all things, but he is that path of knowledge teaching you in the ways that you should go. It is through wisdom that the, that the mysteries of life find their answers. Those questions that, that everybody asks. Why am I here? What is the meaning of life? It's only through Christ, the Word of God, that wisdom from on high, that, that all these pieces come together. That those questions get answered. Only then, once those questions have been answered, that, that understanding the paths in life, those, those routes that you should take when the fork comes to your road, 
Only when you have that initial understanding do you know the route to take. Do the paths become clear? You see, Jesus is that wisdom from on high, and he imparts his wisdom to you. Going back to Proverbs 8, look at verses 32 through 36. Now then, my sons, listen to me. Blessed are those who keep my ways. Listen to my instruction and be wise. Do not ignore it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily at my doors, waiting at my doorway. Whoever finds me finds life and receives favor from the Lord. But whoever fails to find me harms himself. All who hate me love death. It is through Christ that wisdom comes to you. And Jesus commands us to listen to him. For only he can grant true wisdom. And only in him can such wisdom lead to life. Question is, how do we discover such wisdom? Our second verse from, from O Come, O Come, Emmanuel answers that. Listen to these words. O come, O come, our Lord of might, who to your tribes on Sinai's height in ancient times gave holy law in cloud and majesty and awe. This second verse comes from the, the second antiphon, which, which goes as follows. O Adonai, and leader of the house of Israel, who appeared to Moses in the fire of the burning bush and gave him the law on Sinai, Come and redeem us with an outstretched arm. This song references the tale of Moses and God speaking both to him and to the people from that holy mountain. For it was, it was there that, that Yahweh demonstrated his might. When we look back at that passage that, that Mark read earlier in Exodus 20, we see that we, we know that the people of Israel had come to the foot of the mountain and that the, the voice of God resounded before them. He had, he had given to them his law, his Ten Commandments, which we all recited earlier. And it's in verses 18 and 19 that we see the people's reaction. Look at verses 18 and 19. When the people saw the thunder and the lightning and heard the trumpet and saw the mountain and smoke, they trembled with fear. They stayed at a distance and said to Moses, Speak to us yourself and we will listen, but do not have God speak to us or we will die. This Lord of might had descended upon the mountain, coming before his people. And in order to, to hide his glory, lest the people die, he, he veiled himself in a thick smoke, a cloud that had enveloped the mountain. And it was from this that, that both lightning and thunder came. And from within, the, the, the trumpets of the heavenly hosts resounded. And yet, it was the voice of the Lord that the people feared the most. 
For not only did God's speech resonate, but it spoke the very words that left them helpless and in utter ruin. By the wisdom of Christ, the people were given the Ten Commandments, the law of the Lord that reveals to them their slavery and brings about freedom. These Jews who had, who had just been freed from their shackles in Egypt, they now understood who their true oppressor was. It took the perfect law of God to, to demonstrate that they were still slaves, slaves to their sinful desires. And this, this left them trembling before Adonai, this Lord of might. However, this law of God revealed something else as well. It, it demonstrated to them who their God truly is. You see, the law is it, nothing more than just an expression of the character of God. Every command, every thou shalt and thou shalt not gave to them a glimpse into the heart of God. And it is in Christ where we see the embodiment of that law. Matthew 22, verses 35 through 40. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Do you see it? The, the, the fulfillment of the law is love. And it is, it is a law that reveals the character of God. This is why the Apostle John can rightly say that God is love. And it is love that drives out fear and brings about true liberty. This is why Moses said to the people in Exodus 20, 20, do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. Do not be afraid. And yet at the same time, have the fear of God. At first glance, these, these two sayings, they, they seem to contradict each other. But I assure you, that is not the case. You see, God's purpose in bringing his law is love. It was out of kindness that Jesus gave to you his commands. For it is only through the law that you can understand your true need for a savior. These people, they were right to fear that holy God. But Moses was also right that they should not be afraid. For this Lord of might established his law in order to keep sin at bay. 
It was because Jesus loved his people that he came to them in this veiled glory, showing both his strength and his mercy. This God who had liberated them from their slavery in Egypt would one day come again to rescue them from their true oppressor. He would come to them in order to release them from their bondage to sin. This is the wisdom from on high. It's the wisdom of the Lord of might. Coming in the form of a babe, God cloaked himself in a different veil. No longer was there a need for ash and smoke, for, for lightning and thunder, for Yahweh had put on flesh. It is in the form of an infant that we may look upon God without death overtaking us. In other words, Jesus had come to destroy sin without destroying us. And it was at the cross that Moses' words finally made sense. Do not be afraid. God has come to test you so that the fear of God will be with you to keep you from sinning. Dear friends, it was at Calvary that, that God's justice was enveloped by his love. The, the wisdom of God leads to his holy law. And it is his law that demands justice. But his law is also a law of love. And it is only at the cross of Christ that you see these two things meet. For the cross is an intersection of both love and justice. Brothers, sisters... When, when, when you look to the cross, you'll see those outstretched arms. The arms of that Lord of might coming to save you. When, when you gaze at the death of your Lord, you will finally understand this wisdom from on high. Where God's justice and his love merge together. Your sin needed to be dealt with. A punishment had to be paid. And only Jesus could pay that penalty and bring to you the hope that is the freedom from your sins. The hope of a restored relationship with your Father in heaven. So rejoice. Rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to you, O Israel. Let us pray. Father, as we begin this Advent season, we, we ask that you remind us both of your wisdom and your might. May our eyes ever be looking for your Son, our Emmanuel, God with us. For only in him does, does your perfect justice and your all-consuming love come together, bringing us freedom from our sins 
We ask that you would fill us now with your Holy Spirit as you prepare our hearts for what is coming, for the advent of our Lord. We pray this in his mighty name. Amen.